This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And this has been one of those topics that's fallen under the radar, but really it should not uh, because it deserves the attention that we're going to give it because we have seen a shocking spike in anti-Semitic attacks in New York over the holidays. There was four in the last uh, two days, two and a half days. And the worst, of course, that gets the most attention is this attack of a Hanukkah celebration in Munsey, New York, where a man walked into a rabbi's home, stabbed five people, leaving the rabbi near death. And, and, you know, you get these attacks and then they're met with the usual political cliches like, you know, hate has no home here, thoughts and prayers. And, but, but clearly it does. And, and words are not stopping this. And it's just simply not enough. But it seems that no one in a leadership role is willing to confront the reality that this isn't just far-right neo-Nazis carrying out these attacks. Because if that were the case, you would bet we would see action. No, no. A lot of these attacks are being carried out by people of color and different ethnicities. Where I guess action seems to be stifled by political correctness. Therefore, just fuels more attacks. Noah Shack is vice president over at CJ. He joins us now. Good to have you, Noah. Great to be here. Thanks, Alex. Am I right in suggesting that, you know, maybe political correctness is getting in the way of actually you know, identifying and and going after and stopping these attacks? Well, I think it's really important to understand that anti-Semitism is not a phenomenon of any particular ideology. It's actually an ideology unto itself. It's persisted for thousands of years, and different ideological streams have picked it up and given it voice. And unfortunately, some of the worst tragedies in history uh, have befallen the Jewish people as a result of this toxic view that puts Jewish people at the center of whatever problem somebody might see in their own personal life or in society, casting the Jew as some sort of a cosmic evil force uh, responsible for anything negative. And, and that really is the wellspring from which these kinds of attacks and incidents uh, uh, come forward. And it really is a uh, Uh, counterproductive for people to try to say, you know, this is all about this one group being Mm anti-Semitic. The reality is we're seeing it transcend all political views, all different types of groups um, uh, across the world, frankly, as as, uh, these types of incidents are on the rise. Right. And no question, uh, Jews are not the only ones uh, subjected to hate. We've seen a lot of Muslim hate crimes uh, happen as well. Uh, But for whatever reason, Jewish hate crimes are are the ones going up the fastest right now. Um, And I've seen a lot of comments of late where people say, well, don't worry about the hate aspect. Let's just everyone, you know, stop the the violence and that. But, But to stop the violence, you have to identify the, the driver of this, and that is a particular hate. Uh, whereas, you know, if some man can walk off the streets in New York into a Hanukkah celebration in a private home and start hacking people because of their religion, that is a hate. You have to go right to the ideology or you can't stop the killings or the attacks. That, that's absolutely correct. And, you know, in New York, which, uh, you know, is the there are more Jews living in New York City than any other city in the world. Um, to be experiencing uh, more than 10 anti-Semitic incidents like these over the course of the Hanukkah festival uh, is something that's really shaken people. And I think you're right. I think that there's a lot that can be done to protect uh, communities from hateful actions and incidents, whether it's increasing resources available to police hate crime units 
or critical infrastructure units, or providing more resources from government to support community uh, security infrastructure or provide to be able to provide security guards at schools and community centers and houses of worship. But on the other hand, education is crucial. If people don't have the tools necessary to identify anti-Semitism, we're really not going to make a lot of headway in stopping it and uh, addressing it effectively. There's an international definition of anti-Semitism. It was put forward uh, by the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. 32 democratic countries, including Canada, have endorsed this. It's a powerful consensus-based tool that can be really effective in helping to ensure that teachers, uh, police, uh, people out there in society can identify anti-Semitism when they see it, stand up and address it, and that we can really put a stop to this type of hate getting any further traction in our society. Because we've seen time and again that what starts with the Jews doesn't end with the Jews. Anti-Semitism is not a Jewish problem. It's a Canadian problem. And if we don't come together to address it effectively, we're going to bear the consequences down the road. Absolutely. I mean, yet we saw the attack in York, uh, you know, York University, and that thing was completely underreported and blown off and didn't get the attention it should have. It was a horrific display of hate. Um, and again, whether it's being investigated by the police, I don't know. But if all those tools are available, the question is, why aren't they being used? Well, I think uh, Canada's not immune to the scourge of anti-Semitism. We haven't seen the frequency of attacks of late that they have seen in New York, but there's a lot of similarities between our society, our city here in Toronto and New York, um, and and I think we can't ignore what's going on there. Um, and as, as you quite rightly mentioned, we do experience anti-Semitism and anti-Semitic hate crimes here in Canada as well. I know that police take these very seriously. I know that they do uh, excellent work in investigating these crimes and and building the cases uh, and collecting the evidence necessary to prosecute criminals. Um, uh, The reality is that more resources dedicated to um, hate crime units, uh, you know, City of Toronto Police Services and York Region uh, uh, Police have dedicated hate crime police. Not all police forces do. And, you know, the more resources that are available to hate crime units, uh, the more dedicated attention these types of crimes will receive. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the more uh, seriously we will be taking them as a society. And it'll send a message to those who are perpetrating these acts, uh, that there's a price to pay. You know, going back to the to the comments about education, you know, of what people, you know, know about this, you know, it's fine to criticize Israel. That does not make you anti-Semitic. But we do have these movements. You've got the BDS movement. That is an anti-Semitic uh, movement. But people don't seem to understand what it is that they're joining when they join these groups on these college campuses, which are now appearing right across Canada. It's interesting. I know that you guys met earlier uh, a little while ago with um, Jagmeet Singh in your community leadership meetings, and he's always supported BDS, which I found very uh, troubling. Um, And he seems to have had a reversal on his position because he recently came out and said, no, this is not okay. Can Can you Elaborate on, on the reversal of opinion and how you were able to educate uh, him uh, on that uh, position. So I'm not I'm not aware of his his previous stance, but I can tell you that uh, his opposition to BDS 
is in line with the formal policy of the NDP going back to the days of uh, Jack Layton as leader Mm -hmm. and uh, recently um, reinforced by the rejection of BDS by the NDP membership at their last convention. I think that uh, Mr. Singh uh, opposes BDS uh, because he quite rightly identifies that it is not a path forward towards peace. Uh, in fact, quite the opposite. It sows division. It's a vehicle for anti-Semitism. And uh, rather than moving things forward to a uh, situation where Israelis and Palestinians can live together in peace and we can reach a final status agreement, uh, BDS uh, you know, has a different agenda, which seeks to tear down Israelis rather than build up Palestinians. Yeah, and if you can in 30 seconds, just so people understand, because a lot of people say, well, I don't even know what BDS is. What is BDS? Well, it's a movement that's uh, dedicated to advancing the the notion that Israel and Israelis should be boycotted. um, uh, uh, And ultimately, the founders of the BDS movement have the um, uh, ultimately, the dismantling of Israel as as an objective that they've stated uh, a number of times. I think the the big focus here is that previous anti-Semitism focused on Jews as a cosmic force of evil, as I mentioned, as something that just couldn't exist in our midst because it was so bad and so evil and so wrong. And we're seeing that uh, those tropes be reinvented. Mm-hmm. Uh, and applied to Israel, um, you know, before there was any um, uh, indication that uh, a Holocaust was going to take place in Europe, mm-hmm. um, the the othering of Jews, the dehumanization of Jews began with boycotts. And there's a lot of concern that that is where this type of a movement might lead and has given shelter to some virulent anti-Semitism over the years. Well, I'm glad to see that Mr. Singh uh, has come to see the the light on this issue, whether his base, um, because many, I'm sure, will not be happy about it, follow along at least uh, at the leadership position he has. uh, You know, know, it's it's clear that this is the NDP's policy, and frankly, it's the same policy as every other major political party in Canada. They all reject BDS, and it's the right thing to do, and we're glad to see that. Good stuff. Noah, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I wish you the best in the new year. Same to you, Alex. That is uh, Noah Shack, Vice uh, President over at the GTA Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs. Uh, and by the way, if you want to protest uh, you know, and join the BDS and you want to give up all these things, give up your iPhone. Without uh, Israel, you wouldn't be able to use your iPhone, you know, give up your soda stream. There's a whole schwack of products that you'd have to give up that are very great uh, modern conveniences that I don't think a lot of people who follow that movement even understand. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 